What's up, guys? This is Ricky V, and you're listening to episode number 45 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And in this one, uh, I'm going to put together two separate podcasts about Primo Bowling the Pot. These podcasts uh, come from the evolutionary.org uh, radio uh, podcast series, which I hope that you're uh, already subscribed to. If not, check out the links in the description of this podcast so you can I'll get notifications on that one too. Without further ado, here's Primo Bowling Depot. What's up, guys? Evolution at Org podcast coming your way. Steve Smee here. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? All right, guys. So we have another compound episode for you. All of the even numbers are going to be compounds. So this time we're going to talk about. One of the most unique steroids out there, primobolin. And primobolin is um, a really fascinating compound, guys. Um, the chemical name is methanolone. methanolone. Uh, so it's M-E-T-H-E-N-O-L-O-N-E. So um, listen, one of the most popular cutting steroids of all time. What I personally like about it is it's mild. It's got mild side effects. You really won't feel much on it in terms of side effects. It's got a very mild anabolic property to it. It's really good, guys, for cutting. If you're a lean guy, if you got lean muscle mass, and you want to take something that's going to kind of give you this polished look, this cut look, it's really, really a cool steroid to use. Um, it's, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, from all the people I've talked to, interviewed on these podcasts over the years, the guys who were in the know back in the 70s and 80s, who knew the coaches, who knew a lot of these pros, they were pretty, pretty confident that Arnold's favorite steroid was Prima Bowl. And so we're going to get into all that on this podcast and uh, talk to you about how best you can utilize it. So of course, there's two versions of Prima Bowling. You have the injectable, which I personally recommend, and you have the oral, which is a very mild, mild, mild way to take Prima Bowling, not something I recommend. So, Rick, I'm going to bring you in here. You want to talk about kind of the history of dating back to post-World War II? Yeah, so primobolin is part of those steroids that was uh, developed and released around the golden era. So uh, it was first um, discovered around 1960, and uh, they really started to be sold to the public around 1962. So at first, it was produced and marketed by the pharmaceutical company Squibb under the brand name Nabal. Um, it's spelled N-I-B-A-L, if you guys want to uh, look it up, Nabal Depot. And it was just an injectable version. Then the rights were sold to Sharing, And Sharing is a pharmaceutical company out of uh, West Germany. And uh, Sharing renamed the steroid uh, Primo Boland, which is the name that everybody knows. Um, so now, Sharing never really made Primo Boland uh, available in the USA. And uh, the Nabal brand was, uh, was discontinued eventually. So um, the American market kind of lost Primo Bowling for, for a while, but a lot of people were still getting it uh, from Europe. It was uh, shipped in and you know, smuggled in. So it's, uh, you know, Primo Bowling has always been known and associated with uh, European uh, bodybuilders. It is also rumored that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, loved Primo Bowling, one of his favorite steroids. Uh, it's about it for the history. It's a very, very short history on it. Yeah, so when Arnold reached his peak, 
course, it was in the 70s, and he was winning, you know, Mr. Olympia after Mr. Olympia. Then he came back, won Mr. Olympia again, um, I believe back in 1980. So he was killing it in the early to mid-70s, took a, a couple years off, then came back, and, and of course, he won again. Um, and a lot of people said it was a popularity contest. But during the 70s and late 60s, Arnold, it was um, based on the people I've talked to, his Favorite was Prima Bowling, like I said earlier. And what he would do since Prima Bowling came in amps, um, they'd come in 100 milligram amps per milliliter. He'd basically take one amp a day. So he'd be taking 100 milligrams a day. Um, so that was what his thing. And he'd put in a little D-ball with it, um, maybe 5, 10, maybe 15 milligrams of D-ball to give it a little anergenic kick. And that's what he used. That's what Arnold used. So he was using 700 milligrams a week at the Primo and a little bit of D-ball here and there just to give it a little kick. That's all. That's all those guys in the 70s would typically use, and that's all he needed. He had tremendous genetics. He had his diet on point. He had his workouts dialed in perfectly, and he was able to um, put together one of the best bodies uh, of all time. And um, obviously during the 70s, he was known as the best bodybuilder. So, um, yeah, you know, let's talk about some of the medical uses, Rick. Um, Primo Bolin, um, you know, one of the things, I'll let Rick jump in, but one of the interesting things that I've read about Primo Bolin is some of these uh, HIV AIDS doctors around the world have literally begged governments to legalize Primo Bolin because it's such an effective steroid to prevent muscle wasting with limited, very limited side effects. And it's also really, really good uh, for, the, for the immune system. So they've really been pushing to get it legalized. And, and currently in the United States, it's, it's, it's not FDA approved. So um, even if steroids were magically legalized tomorrow, you still wouldn't be able to legally purchase Prima Bolin because it's not approved. So um, you'd still have to basically either import it or you'd have to buy underground Prima Bolin. So it's, it's really, really fascinating uh, the, the way Prima Bolin is today. So Rick, tell us about the other medical uses of Prima Bolin. So uh, just like Anabar, Prima Bolin is, is pretty mild. So uh, it has been uh, prescribed to, to women before. It's been used for AIDS uh, and just other kind of related, related uh, wasting diseases, uh, osteoporosis, uh, growth problems in children. Yeah, and like, and like you mentioned, Steve, one of the huge medical benefits of it is that it stimulates your uh, immune system, stimulates your immune system, and it does help in the treatment of certain infections. Also, funny enough, I ran across some information where it seems uh, Primo Bolin has been used uh, to treat gynecomastia, which uh, seems pretty, uh, pretty interesting, but uh, it, it has been, uh, um, back in the day, uh, used to treat gyne gynecomastia. Just remember, guys, that Romacin, um, Arimidex, uh, these are all pretty fairly new drugs. Uh, people were using steroids for decades before any of these really fancy antiestrogens came about. So people would have to do with what they had. Bodybuilders would, would use what they had. And Primo Bolin, also Masteron, just a couple of uh, steroids that people used when they had a, a gynecomastia problem. Yeah, so that, that would explain why the bodybuilders back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s love Prima Bolin so much. And um, it's not really well understood back then. Um, guys would be basically using aromatizing compounds. Like they'd use a bunch of D-Bowl and they'd get bitch tits. And, you know, um, 
it wasn't really understood back then why that was happening. But when they used Primo Bolin, a bunch of Primo Bolin, and very, very, very little Devil, they wouldn't have to worry about the bitch tits. So that's what they rolled with, guys. It was a lot of trial and error. Um, and the guys who were in the know were in the know back then. There was a lot of secret stuff, you know, talked about. And maybe some guy like Arnold, who's actually an extremely intelligent person. I know he plays stupid people in movies. That's just the dumb bodybuilder stereotype. But in actuality, he's an extremely intelligent guy. This is a guy who won two terms for governor in California. And, you know, this is a guy who's been, um, you know, very, very successful businessman and, and all that. So he knew what he was doing. And some of the smartest bodybuilders at that time were able to take advantage of Primo Bowl. And so it's excellent. Now, if we turn up to the history, Rick, to today, um, I've noticed the trend. A lot of guys, especially on forums, when you say Primo Bowling, they think it's a waste. They say it's too expensive. They say it's weak. They say it doesn't do anything. They say it's for females. And, you know, that was, that's a perfect example of the difference between the golden age physiques and the physiques of today, because that is kind of true. If you're looking to be, you know, a Mr. Olympia today, you're not going to take Primo Bowling. You're going to take Trenbolone. You're going to take testosterone you're going to take the big you're going to open up the big guns you're not going to be on the prima bowling train so i've noticed that lately and a lot of guys disrespect prima bowling because of it it is due to its cost and due to it being weak in nature is that something you've noticed too rick over the years on on forums or am i um, am i off well prima bowling is uh faked a lot it's very hard to find legitimate prima bowling so of course uh a lot of guys have uh started walking away from it because it's so hard to find legitimate legitimate primo uh and most of the times you're gonna get you're gonna get screwed when you could get legitimate primo you know amps from sharing is extremely popular i loved primo my first uh, uh cycle uh, um i wanted to use primo ball and it was always a popular steroid among steroid users just recently it's been so hard to get legitimate versions of it uh, a lot of guys don't like it anymore all right guys so let's talk about the structure believe it or not it is a dht derivative so it's a dihydrotestosterone derivative it's got a double bond between carbon atoms one and two so it increases the anabolic potential of the hormone by adding stability to the three keto group so both versions of primobolin uh the oral and the injectable are partly protected against the first liver pass. And that's because it has a one methyl group that is added to the structure. Um, so, you know, primobolin is not going to bother your liver, whether you take it orally or injectable. Um, you know, listen, the anabolic energetic effects of primo there, it's mild. Um, that's the way it's structured. It's not one of those things you take and you get tons of, you, know, you gain 10, 20 pounds. It's not something you take and get tons of aggression. It's not even something you take and get a boost in strength. So that's another reason guys are like, ah, this is crap. I'm paying all this money for something and my bench is barely going up on it. That's not what Prima Bolin is going to do. I've used Prima Bolin. Um, I'll tell you, um, you're not going to get tremendous blow out of the water results on it. But what you are going to get is if you look at yourself from week one to week 12, and um, in the mirror, you will notice a sub subtle difference. You're looking more cut. You got mild strength gains. You've got mild results, guys. Lean muscle mass, no 
water retention on it. Remember, it's a DHT derivative. It's not going to add any water. Just it's perfect. If you're like eight, nine, 10% body fat, go on it, guys. Have a good diet. Bust your ass in the, in the weight room. You're going to love this stuff. Um, you know, it's tremendous. So, um, you know, Rick, what'd you notice taking it? Well, Primo Bolin is uh, probably the best recomposition steroid. If you want to take a steroid that's going to just kind of help you make that shift where you can burn body fat and put on muscle mass at the same time, Primo Bolin would be the one to do it. As a matter of fact, Primo Bolin was known to help guys put on lean mass, even on a caloric uh, restricted diet which is pretty rare for most steroids, you know, to have a steroid that's actually going to build mass, a muscle mass while you're, you're in a caloric deficit and, and burning and burning body fat. Primo Bolin's the only one that's been known to do that. And guys know that it does that. Like Steve said, it's very mild. The side effects are almost non-existent to be quite honest. Women who use Primo Bolin could uh, shed a, a good bit of hair. It is a DHT derivative, but for the most part, it's very, it's free from side effects. We'll put on lean mass, even while you're cutting fat. It's just an all around uh, great steroid. Only real drawback with it is, uh, you know, it's hard to find legitimate versions of it because it is so, such an expensive steroid. All right, guys. So let's talk really quick about uh, Primavol and Oral. Um, I mentioned earlier, it, it's, it's not liver toxic. Um, it does have that it's that it's structured though, where it's going to protect, where it's not going to get destroyed by the first liver pass, like a typical C17 alpha alkated oral. So, um, unfortunately you're only going to get a little bit of the active substance that makes it in your bloodstream. So that's why I don't recommend the oral version, at least for men. Now women, you can take the oral. That's okay because you don't need that much, you know, start steroids anyway, but men, I really recommend the injectable. So what you're going to find in the injectable today is most of the time, I'm talking about 90% of the time uh, and, and even hundred percent of the time with certain um, sources, you're going to find the ethanate ester. Um, but, and this explains why Arnold was using it hundred milligrams a day. He was taking one amp of it is because in those days they actually had acetate ester uh, associated with Prima Bowl. And so that actually was the most popular type of Prima Bowlin up until the early nineties. And the short acting ester, um, that came with it was why they would inject it once every day. Um, so that would, that would explain that situation. Um, but today guys, it's mostly the NFA ester. So what I recommend is twice a week injections. If you're doing, you know, a 10 to 14 week cycle, um, you can run Primo Bolin pretty aggressively because it has low side effects. I've seen guys run it anywhere from 400 to 500 milligrams, and I've seen guys run it even six to 800 milligrams. So, you know, I'm, I'm a less is better type of guy. So for me, I like to kind of split the difference. Five, 600 milligrams a week of Primo Bolin will really do a good job for you. Um, and the problem, another problem with Primo Bolin too, is it most of the time, I'd say 80, 90% of the time, comes in only 100 milligram per milliliter. So each mil, uh, cc of Prima Bolin that you're injecting is only 100 milligrams. So it's a lot of injecting. Some underground labs, I've seen 200 milligrams a milliliter, but you're not gonna find anything more than that because one of the big downsides of injectable Prima Bolin, and Rick, I'm sure you'll confirm this, 
is that premobolin has really, really bad post-injection pain. So when you inject this stuff, it isn't like injecting mortar oil. Um, I can remember I injected it. I was injecting three cc's of it into my shoulder because I was sick and tired of doing all these injections because since, since it's 100 milligrams in a liter. So I injected it. And after the injection, I was on the ground in agony. It hurt so fucking much. And I'll tell you, my shoulder was sore for like four days after that. So what I found to work for me was injecting just a very small amount, only one CC, and then mixing it in with another steroid. So that would, you know, bring in the case to stack some testosterone with it, a long ester testosterone. This way you can mix in maybe half a CC of the testosterone with the one CC of Primobolin, shake it up in the syringe, and now you can go ahead and inject it. And hopefully it'll be less post-injection pain. Did you notice that as well, Rick, with the, with the PIP? Yeah, actually, it, it's burned a, a bit, um, burned more than testosterone with the same ester, which is a, a little bit surprising to me when I when I first experienced it. But yeah, it will give you uh, will give you that burning cessation in, in there. And I've worked with guys that have done as much as eight hundred milligrams a week of this stuff, and the results are incredible. So it definitely is a good trade off. Uh, that injection pain for, for the results. Uh, so we talked about the side effects earlier, guys. Um, we talked, we dabbled in it, but let's kind of go over all of them. So it is a DHT derivative, guys. But the way it's structured is interesting because um, it's a very mild compound. So the DHT side effects that you would typically, typically get on a really harsh DHT derivative, like Winstrol, for example, you're not going to get that with Primobol. You're not going to get the enlarged prostate too much. You're not going to get the loss of head hair too much. You're not going to get the other side effects that come with taking a DHT derivative. So that's, that's the beauty of it. And you're also not going to get the androgenic side effects like the, the heart strain, um, the aggression, the acne, the oily skin, that sort of stuff. And then you're not going to get the estrogenic side effects that you would with other steroids, such as the gynecomastia, such as the water retention, the bloat, and uh, you know the insomnia and then the heart strain as well. So Primobolin is really good if you want to avoid side effects. Um, that is going to be your best option. If um, I tell a lot of my clients who are very very prone to estrogen, um, who get gynecomastia just from running 150 or 200 milligrams a week of testosterone, they'll get gynecomastia symptoms. So I tell them run Primo because you're not going to have to worry about that on Primo. So Primo is a good option for those of you in that situation. The one thing that Primo does do guys, just like all anabolic steroids is it will suppress you. It will shut you down. So what that means is when you take Primo Bolin, your pituitary glands are signaled to stop producing hormone. So you will definitely need a post-cycle therapy after Primo Bolin. Don't, don't think you don't. And I highly recommend you only run Primobolin up to 12 or 14 weeks. You see a lot of guys on forums who recommend 16, 18, 20 weeks. The problem with that is the longer you stay on any steroid, the longer it's going to be and the harder it's going to be to recover when you come off. So please do not do that, guys. Rome wasn't built overnight. Greece wasn't uh, built overnight. Take your time on this stuff, guys. There's no reason to to run it more than 12 weeks even. I would just stop it at 12 weeks. So what? You're leaving gains on the table. I don't care. You will get more gains in the long term if you keep your, your HPTA healthy than just 
um, abusing steroids in the short term. Yes, it will suppress you uh, like any steroid will, especially at the higher dosages. And it'll fool you the same way uh, Anabar does, where you're not feeling much side effects of anything, but it is doing, it is doing some damage if, if you misuse it and, and you, abuse, uh, you abuse the steroid. I think the biggest danger with Primo Bolin today is just getting fake stuff, just paying a bunch of money because you will get charged the money for it and just getting fake, fake stuff. If you have access to it and you can, get the amps uh, from sharing. I mean, get the legit stuff. There's some guys in Europe that could still find it. It's not easy and they're not, amps are not as easy to get through customs anymore, but you can't find them. It'll be a nice little, little amp. Uh, it'll have a piece of paper around it and it should have uh, yellow and red circles right at the head of the amp. If you want to make sure you got legit Primo, one of the things you want to do is just try to try to scratch the paint of the amp with your fingernail, and you should not be able to do that. You have uh, some nice, really nice, neat uh, yellow and red circles right at the head of the amp that should not scratch off with your fingertips. And uh, as long as you could get your hands on legitimate Primo Bolin, you're going to be really, really happy. There are guys that use Primo Bolin and just never used anything else because it's just such an effective steroid. Side effects are low. You know, there is some uh, injection pain, but not as bad. So, um, yeah, biggest danger with pre-balling, just getting fake stuff and being charged for it because they will replace it with something else that won't be as effective or that might even uh, aromatize and, and cause you some, some gyno issues. So getting legit Primo uh, is, is probably the first place to start if you want to dabble with it. All right, guys. So let's talk about dosages. Again, like I said earlier, 400 to 800. I like to stick between five, 600 myself for men injectable. Um, women, if you're going to use the oral version, a lot of females like to use the oral version. You're talking 50 to 75 milligrams per day. Um, and then if you want to use the injectable as a female, I would not run more than hundred milligrams per week. And, and really I would, I would do closer to 50 to be honest with you. Uh, so women can can use Primobolin if you are experienced and if you are like a true bodybuilder. Don't run Primobolin as a female, you know, to lose weight or or something like that. It's it's really for people who only compete and, and are very very high level. And some of you females that listen to this are uh, very very high level athletes. So uh, Primo would be an option for you. But again, like Rick said, if you run Primo and it's fake you're in deep trouble. Like let's say you're running 50 or hundred milligrams a week, a Primo injectable or oral. And it's not really Primo as a female, you can get yourself into deep shit. So I'm not sure what, I'm not quite sure what to tell you on that. And um, you know, I'm not quite sure you better trust your source because I cannot imagine if a female were to run hundred milligrams or 75 milligrams of uh, Anadrol or Dbol or something else, or even Winstrol, Ugh, it would be a disaster. So, um, you know, that's, that's a big time killer. So in that respect, you know, maybe it's better just to avoid it, you know? So that's, that's, uh, that's something definitely to look at. Yeah. With females, uh, Primo will make them shed hair definitely lose hair because it is a DHT derivative more so than Winstrol. So um, I'll say it over and over again on this podcast. If you're a female, Anavar is really all you need. If you're a female and competing, uh, Anavar, some peptides, maybe trisarms, 
maybe a little winny. Primo's still not for you, not in my opinion, because as a female, you will, you will lose hair from Primo. It's number one side effect for women from Primo Bowling. It also stays in your system if you get the Enatate version. It stays in your system quite a long time. So if you begin to develop some side effects, you're still in for a ride for a few more days. And as far as dosages go, yeah, about 800 is, is the most that I've uh, worked with somebody doing. And they loved it, had great results on it. It, it is suppressive. Their testosterone levels uh, did take a, a dive. It they definitely suppressed from it. But besides that, not much else. Uh, this guy did a, a great recomposition with, with Primo Bowl and dropped about 4 or 5% um, body fat in just a matter of a couple of months. I mean, just looked incredible. Just made a, a really sh a huge shift in the way he looked. And yeah, Primo will be one of those steroids that will build mass even on caloric deficits. So. Yeah, guys. So, you know, uh, the bottom line, guys, um, the lesson from this podcast, if you can find a legit, legit Primo and um, sources out there, you got to do some digging to find a good quality source. If you find the, the legit Primo, guys, uh, 600 milligrams a week, throw in a little test with it, give it a little kick. I mean, you're looking at a tremendous cycle. It's going to be an expensive cycle but it's going to be a tremendous cycle. And, um, you know, at the end of the, the 12 weeks, you'll notice, you know, you're maybe are up a few pounds, but those few pounds are good, good mass. You're not going to blow up 10, 15 pounds of water and fat on it. So it's, it really is a tremendous steroid. If, if I could pick one steroid to run, if I, you know, had a gun to my head and they said, you know what, you're only allowed to run one steroid the rest of your life or we're going to kill you. I'd be like, give me Primo, <laughs> you know, Primo's, um, you know, Same here. tremendous. Yeah, I agree. Just because just because I, I like if you like the 70s look of the golden age of bodybuilding, if you like that look, then that's for you. But if you like the today look of the Mr. Olympia 300 pound monsters, then Primo is not for you. If you're a power lifter and you want to break your all time PRs and strength. Primo is not for you, but if you like the seventies look, the early eighties look, Primo is something that, that you're going to really, really enjoy. And, um, you know, so let's talk about some of the stacks, Rick. I'm curious to hear your opinion on the stacks. Um, my favorite stack of Primo, like I said, 600 milligrams, a little bit of test, maybe 125, 150 milligrams of tests, long ester, mix them together in the same syringe. So it's less pip. You'd also do a little D bowl with the Primo, like Arnold style of um of cycling um another option for you too hgh you can throw in like two two and a half three ius of hgh a day with the with the primo and that would um help boost the fat loss that would help boost the um immune effect that would help boost some of your other um lean muscle mass on it if you can afford to do that that's another good option with primo um you don't really need to stack primo with a mild compound because it's already mild so stacking anavar with it or stacking t-bowl with it i don't see the point in doing that but i know some guys do it um instead of doing that it would probably make more sense just to up your primo dose a little bit i mean that would make more sense to me than, than just adding a mild steroid after mild steroid after mild steroid so you know that's that's how i like to run it rick what's your opinion on um some of the options guys have to run it let's say someone was competing in uh, for physique 
and they wanted to run Primo, how would you tell them to run it? And what's your opinion otherwise? If you're in a mass gaining phase and you're using Primo Bowl and uh, Diana Bowl, testosterone, race stacks with it. Uh, Primo Diana Bowl was the rumor to be Arnold's uh, favorite uh, combination, correct? So that, that's a great combination. If you're looking to uh, drop body fat to lean up, Primo Bowl and Anavar, it's a no-brainer. You can also throw in some Primo Bowling and Winstrol, even, but even as a guy, I'd be a little bit afraid of knocking my hair out too, too badly with both of those at the same time. But Primo Bowling, Turnable, Primo Bowling, Anabar, uh, very, very good uh, compounds, very good stacks for, for, for losing weight um, and for getting shredded. Uh, Primo Bowling, Testosterone, it's just a great combination. I like Testosterone. It goes great with everything, in my opinion. And like we've discussed before, the side effects on testosterone are pretty simple and easy to mitigate. So even if you're trying to get leaner and you don't want to uh, gain, get some, uh, some water retention from testosterone aromatizing, you can always do a little bit of uh, aromacin along with uh, testosterone and be fine. Primo Ballin. So those are just the, I mean, look, Primo Ballin, testosterone, and equipoise. Great stack as well. Uh, you could do Primo Ballin and, and Trembolone. Great stack as well. Uh, Primo Ballin, Testosterone, Trambolone, and maybe a little bit of a Kickstart with Anabar or Terinable. Great, uh, great uh, stack as well. And it, look, if you can find legitimate Primo Ballin and you have the cash to spend, I would just do straight Primo Ballin, seven, 800 mix a week. Maybe a little bit of testosterone in there, a little testosterone base if you're an old, older guy a little bit uh, with some anti-ease. And you're good to go. I mean, ideally, look, Primo Bolin, except for the fact that it is faked so much and except for the fact that you can't, it's almost impossible to find legitimate versions of it now. Except for that, it's probably close to the perfect steroid for any guy out there looking to just gain hard, solid mass that you're able to keep after the cycle while you're dropping body fat. It really is. It really is the perfect uh, recomposition steroid if you're trying to make a shift and do both things at once. And like Steve mentioned, it's permanent mass. You know, if you gain five pounds on that primo bowling cycle, you get ten pounds on, the, on that primo bowling cycle. It is not going to be hard to keep that at all. Just make sure you cycle off properly. HG generate. Make sure uh, HG generate ES if you're an older guy, and cycle off properly, and you will be able to hold on to that mass, uh, no problem. Not the same thing can be said when you make dianable gains, equipoise gains, even some testosterone gains. It's just, it's different. Primo ball and the gains are coming slower, but they're way more permanent. They're way easier to hold on to. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Um, it, it's, it, it's true out of any situation, guys. When you have fast gains, everyone wants fast gains, okay? Especially these days. We live in a society where, you know, we're a victim of our own success when it comes to technology. Like back, you know, when I was younger, if you wanted information, you'd have to go to the library, check out a couple books, take them home, read them. Then you go back, you get a couple more books. Now you just go on Google, Google everything, and you get information instantly. If you want to know the score of the game, now you can just go pull up on your phone, on your iPhone, and follow the game right on your iPhone. When I was a kid, if I wanted to know the score of the game, I had to wait till the next day for the newspaper to come out. Then I have to go on there. Uh, we didn't even have ESPN when I was a kid. ESPN didn't even really exist yet. So um, I didn't even have cable as a kid. So, I mean, things have changed now, guys. So everyone's fast results. But if you want to stay patient, if you want to build build your body over the long term, you know, run in the more conservative 
steroids makes a lot of sense. So um, that's an option for you guys. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about some aggressive steroids. We've talked about Trembolone. Um, you know, we'll talk about steroids like Primabolone. So we'll let you guys decide what you like better. Anything else to add, Rick, before uh, we finish? Um, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, Primobolin is a great steroid. Um, just uh, try to find a legitimate version of it. If you can get the human-grade version of it, get it. If I had it available to me, human-grade, it would be what I would use. But in my personal situation, I can get testosterone human-grade. I get equipoise veterinarian-grade. And that's what I stick to. Uh, I'll admit I have a little bit of a stash of uh, some methylated uh, pro hormones from back in the day. And I'll indulge in some of those once in a while with some Entugar to keep my liver safe. But Primobolin would be right in there if I could just find a good, legitimate plug for it. Uh, maybe somebody in Europe is listening to the podcast and can uh, hit me up. But it, I mean, it would be, it would be one of my go-to uh, compounds if I could just get it um, legitimately. So I mean, that's, that's my last thought on it now that we did the podcast on it. And I remember how, how awesome it was using Primo Bolin in the early 2000s and just incredible results I got from it and felt great on it. No side effects. I mean, it was just an awesome steroid. It's just that, that one issue uh, we have today. It's, it's very hard to, to get legitimate stuff nowadays. All right, guys, listen, we appreciate you listening to the show, guys. Remember, the even podcasts are going to be compounds. The odds are going to be your Q&A. So listen to the next Q&A. It's going to be a really fun one. For Steve Smee and Rick, appreciate you guys listening. Have a good one. Hey, have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. We're doing a Prima Bowl, another Prima Bowl episode. Steve Smee here and Rick in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So we got Nelson Montana. What's going on? Is that how you pronounce it, Nelson? That is perfect. <laughs> or is it, do I have to do the accent, the uh, Cuban accent? Montana. <laughs> no, no, no. Pure American. <laughs> All right. So this is number three. three uh, this is going to be podcast 328, guys. We did the Primo Bowling episode 292. You guys can go back and look at it. I'm also going to link it in the podcast notes. But we're bringing on Nelson on this one to talk about Primo Bowling. For the simple fact that Nelson is a big fan of it, he's very knowledgeable on it. He's been using it for a long time, probably longer than I've been alive. What was the first time you used Primo <laughs> <laughs> What was the first time you used Primo Bolin, Nelson? I've been doing everything longer than everyone's been alive. Um, well, um, Rick and I were talking about that uh, the other day. Um, I, I didn't start using steroids until I was uh, 40 years old. So, But that's still probably before you were alive. So, uh, get, get a little closer <laughs> to your computer, Nelson. Get a little closer to your computer for the sound. Perfect. Yeah, I was just saying that I didn't start using uh, anything until I was 40 years old, which is probably still before you were all alive. But, 
Yeah, I mean, as as far as um, well, we could get into what I like about it and and why I I think it's good and and everybody else's opinion on that. So, so did you? uh, You've been kind of looking into steroids before, maybe your twenties and thirties, or did you just start looking into steroids closer to forty? Yeah, why why did you wait until forty to to actually start? Well, I was around it. I was around it when it was legal, but. I got into bodybuilding really young. I mean, I saw Arnold in his first appearance in the United States at the Brooklyn Academy of Music in 1969 when he lost to Sergio Oliva. So that's how far back I go. You know, then when I got into like my 30s, I sort of fell out of bodybuilding and then I rediscovered it and the steroids were legal and everybody was into it, but I just wanted to train naturally. I just want, I was making good gains just with training and supplements. So I figured why, why use steroids? I'm, I'm doing okay. And then I, you know, I hit the peak that everybody hits. I, I trained, I got as far as I could get naturally. I made good gains and it was just too enticing. So I just had to see what the stuff could do. And then you realize you do it and it works and you go with it. So, so obviously Nelson, you've had a chance to use real imported pharmaceutical Bayer made Primo Bolin Depot. Yeah. Have you uh, used anything, anything other Bowen. than the, have you used anything other than the, then Bayer Primo, have you tried any of the underground stuff? Well, back then it wasn't Bayer. It was, uh, it was sharing. sharing. It was sharing. Yeah. Now nah, that um, was Bayer sharing. Yeah, back then it was, it was sharing. Yeah. yeah, everything. It was uh, the Chiba Dynaball. It was the whole, uh, everything was straight from the pharmacy. There was the PIP really bad on that brand as well, like it is with Bayer? The PIP, the post-injection pain? Bayer, I think, happened later. Bayer, I think Primo Bowen. But the one you pain. used originally, did it have a lot of post-injection pain? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, and just I've mentioned this before in the podcast when when Nelson was writing for for T Nation and and I was uh, just getting started on the forum, started choosing myself. The big debate was whether veterinarian grade stuff from Mexico was just too dirty compared to the human grade stuff that was flooding the country and from Europe. And nowadays it's like just UG labs. You just you just hope they put in there what you what you think you're buying. You know things have changed quite a bit, haven't they? Well, I, I think actually with the black market stuff, it's, it's better than it used to be because um, there's too much of a profit in it. It doesn't make sense for them to make dirty stuff because nobody's going to reorder. You know, the, the, it costs pennies to make a, a vial of testosterone. Why would they give you something dirty or something under dose? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the, the only issue really is, is that we've become more aware of uh, recently is the heavy metals that get left into the, in powders during production. Now, even in the supplement realm, FDA we've got to grab samples out of my batches of, of products every time we make a supplement and have heavy metal testing done on it on the final product. And also you have it done on the raw ingredients before you even put them into your mixer. Um, while some of the sources are getting high purity of raws and are not putting in, some of them are overdosing because I've seen lab results from different sources. Some of them overdose by 10, 15, sometimes 20% their products they're not doing the proper heavy metals testing to see if you've got just too many uh, particles per million of lead and mercury and some and aluminum and some of these other contaminants, metals that can get left in there. So that's, that's, really, that's really today when we talk about kind of dirty gear, what we really worry about. As far as, as, far as contamination with bacteria and things like that, man, they, they've gotten so good with these carriers and these, and these solvents and the process that you don't hear much about stuff giving people, uh, giving people infections, but obviously the heavy metals is a problem that you don't see right away. It's something that could or maybe won't manifest itself later on in life, but you could 
be just basically shooting heavy metals into your body because they don't, you know, the underground labs are not required to even test for that. Everybody's so worried about potency or just getting what you want to get that they, they forget about that. That important end of it is, is you know, poisoning. Well, that's the risk, you know, that you're, you're dealing with, um, you know, a black market compound and uh, it, it can't be taken lightly. But what could you do? You got to, if you're going to decide. So maybe, to maybe, I miss, maybe I missed the answer, but so, so have you done anything other than them sharing Primo? Have you tried some of the underground lab shit as far as? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How would you think about it? Um, some of it is, is I think, comparable. Yeah. Have, you got, have you gotten screwed? Because you know, when, when you're really, when you know a steroid, it, you just know that smell, that taste you even get after, after a, some shots that make it to your lungs. You kind of you begin to know it. Uh, did you think you ever got something well, underground uh, lab that was swapped out yeah, that wasn't uh, Primo? A couple, a couple of times. Here's the thing. If you're a seasoned Primo user, and I, I just want to state, first of all, I'm not a big high dose gear guy anyway. I mean, I'm, we would talk about this. I'm, I'm more of a health guy. I use, I've used them in the past just as a sort of a supplement to natural training. But when you use Primo enough, you, you know what it's like. I, I would, we were talking about this the other day. There, to a lot of people, if you give them 25 mg of equipoise, 25 mg of testosterone and tell them it's Primo, they won't know the difference. It'll be like, oh yeah, I got some gains. I didn't get any side effects. I guess that's what Primo is. But uh, one thing about Primo that you really um, is the giveaway is the, uh, not the injection pain, it's the, the pain the following day. At the, at the injection site. It hurts. I don't know. I hurts. It's the reason why you can only put 100 milligrams in a mill, you know, which is why I really am a little suspect of some of these uh, companies that say they're putting 200 milligrams into a, a premium bowl and into a milligram, um, 200 mg into a milligram. I, I don't even think that's possible. So, yeah, into a milliliter. Yeah, some of the underground labs use 200 milligram a milliliter. So I um, mean, just never know. The, well, the, the oils yeah. can hold it. The oils can hold it, but whether somebody wants to go through the injection pain or not, you know, the high concentration stuff really started coming around with the underground labs with, with, with the first set of, of Mexican underground labs, like, like, uh, Brovel, like Brovel was actually legit, but like quality vet animal power. These are, Denkow had a T400 product. It was 400 milligrams of testosterone in one CC. And, it give every single guy that used it flu-like flu symptoms. I don't know if you guys remember that, that T400 from, from the, the cow back in the day. But yeah, the, the sources, the underground labs really started going above what the pharmaceutical companies were doing as far as how much weight they were putting in each milliliter. So yeah, um, yeah but, but I think so the, the oils can hold it. The, the oils can hold it. You'd be surprised how much, how much shit you can put in an oil. Oils can hold it. When you get raw equipoise and you mix that it's already almost oil you know i mean you could you could put, fit a lot of eq into into a cc of of the gear if you really tried you know some of it with the longer ester chains is, is already almost waxy or oily um well you're yeah, speaking of equipoise a lot of people um think that it's similar to primabolin but they're actually very very different drugs and they work different ways um same thing with masteron uh people compare masteron to primabolin they're they're almost opposites because masteron is pure uh, pure androgen and masteron uh, the effects we spoke about that also the effects of masteron go away as soon as you stop using it it's just a hardener it's almost like having testosterone in your body and then you don't have testosterone in your body whereas that's another thing i like about primobolin is the effects of long lasting primobolin is really that one 
before Superdrol came back around, primobolin was that one recomposition steroid. It was that, that one steroid that you could use on a caloric deficit and actually see and notice muscle gains, even as you were on a caloric deficit, if you were training hard enough. And it wasn't until like Superdrol that guys really brought back up the idea of, of recomposition and actually trying to do both at once, right? Because for a very long time, guys were like, I'm going to bulk and then I'm going to cut. I'm going to do a bulking cycle. I'm going to do a cutting cycle. But the idea of like recomposition, like, hey, wait, wait a minute. How about I just run one cycle and try to do both? Put in a little bit of mass, drop some body fat, and, and you know, keep it going that way. And, and Primo Bolin really was the only steroid that, that was known to do that. Am I correct, Nelson? Or were there others that were well, known to, to build mass on a caloric deficit? Because Primo Bolin is mostly pure anabolic. It's, um, you, you have to take in a lot of protein. Primabol to really see uh, the effects of primabol, which is another thing that the mistake that people make. They'll take primabol and they'll be like, "Oh, it didn't do much." You've got to eat like two, three hundred grams of protein a day. Now, if you're eating three hundred grams of protein a day and very little fat and very little carbs, you're in a calorie deficit, but you'll still make gains. You'll still grow muscle because the primabol will turn that protein into muscle. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was like one the, the one steroid that was really known to to effectively do that. Guys were throwing it into into their cutting cycles, going into contests, going to competition. They're like, "Holy shit, I'm gaining, I'm gaining size." Obviously, like like Nelson said, you got to get that protein in there uh, in order to to even have anything to build a size with. And and it doesn't blow you. It's it's a good pre contest drug. I have I've had to think that Masteron is the, the ultimate pre contest drug, but uh, you know, Primo is actually it's a great choice for it's a great choice for women. It's a great choice for people who are health conscious. It's a great choice for people for a first cycle who are a little bit uh, hesitant. They don't want to get any side effects. So in that regard, it really is a perfect uh, steroid. But it isn't without its side effects, and that's something that also isn't addressed too often. Yeah, pl please address that. What, what are the bad side effects of Primo Ball, and, um, and are they somewhat dose-dependent? or, or well, everything's, every, everything is dose-dependent, <laughs> of course. Um, right, right, perfect, yeah. Uh, one of the side effects of uh, Primo Ball is that it isn't kidney toxic, but it does stress the, uh, strain the kidneys somewhat because it's essentially recirculating protein. It's like uh, when people talk about oral steroids and how they're, they're liver toxic. They're not really toxic to the liver. It's the fact that the 17-alpha alkalization shuts the liver down, so the liver is strained, and that's what causes the damage to the liver. So uh, in the case of primobolin, yeah, if you're on enough of it long enough, your kidneys are going to start taking a hit. Because you're taking all that protein. It's not going to work without the protein. They go hand in hand. Right, right. So I'm curious. Let's, let's kind of um, go back to, you know, Nelson, we started basically studying this stuff when? 70s, 80s? When was it when you first started? Um, bu, 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 bu. When, you, when was the research, though, even when you started studying it, where you went back to the 70s? Yeah, yeah Nelson, Nelson, you guys started before, uh, before the internet really, really hit off and had all this information. Where, 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 where could you research and do research back in the day? Uh, there was very little research. I think the only thing that was around was Dan Duchesne's little pamphlet. But you had to kind of talk to people. That was kind of the word in that, the networking. I mean, the guys knew who were competing, you know, and the, and that, and the golden era. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They were using stuff, right? They were using stuff. It was a lot more limited back then. Uh, the Deca uh, Dynaball thing was what pretty much everybody did, uh, which is was a recipe for, for gyno. Um, but Dan Duchesne, I spoke to Dan about this. He was really the first guy to take legitimate pharmaceutical medical information 
but presented for bodybuilding usage. So he got a lot of things wrong. And I got a lot of things wrong in the beginning. But, um, you know, we were searching. We were just kind of going uh, from empirical information, what this guy said, what this guy experienced. And um, so I got a lot of hearsay information before I even touched the steroid. And um, that was probably um, uh, in the 90s. That was early 90s, late 80s. So, and, uh, so, so back, back in the, let's start with the seventies. The seventies yeah. was when bodybuilding, the golden era, yeah. Arnold was, was destroying everybody, you know, every year. And, uh, what were guys using at that? What are you, what are you using Primo? The rumor is that Arnold did use Primo. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, the guy I've talked, I've spoken to some guys who've been pretty candid with me, some of the old timers. And, uh, and this is another thing I try to pass on to a lot of the young guys. They don't get it. I don't know if you guys know who Don Holworth is. You may want to look him up. But he was pretty awesome. He was a Mr. America back in, you know, the 60s, 70s. And the guy was taking like 20 mids of D-ball a day. I mean, that was his cycle. That was his pre-contest cycle. You know, Dynaball was the big one. Dynaball, um, and people say like, well, how could these guys be taking Dynaball? They're so cut. I'm like, yeah, they're cut because they know how to train. They know how to diet. You know, they train like animals. And their diets were amazingly strict. So uh, you lose a little water pre-contest and Dynaball works just fine. But, uh, yeah, the story with the supposedly Arnold is uh, that I got from a few sources, and, of course, it's just hearsay, is that he did um, 50 migs of Dynaball, which was a hell of a lot back then, and a shot of Primo a, a day, which was also a hell of a lot back then. Today, it's not even that big of a cycle. But that was supposedly the cycle. So 50 migs of Primo a day of um, D-Ball and 700 migs of, of Primo a week. And they didn't use testosterone back then, correct? Testosterone wasn't really popular because um, they didn't have anything to offset the estrogen, right? Uh, there, there was that. Well, that, well, that was one of the things that Dan Duchesne talked about. And we could talk about that later about using the Novadex. But uh, but Dynabol also uh, created the gyno, so it was a you know it was an issue. But the testosterone just wasn't big. I don't know why. It was used, but uh, I think they sort of saw the more boutique compounds as more intriguing. Um, Dynaball works a hell of a lot faster than testosterone does. And I think what they liked about Primo and Deca is it was just, uh, it was just so effective and they thought it was safer. They got the, the, lean, is. Gains, the lean gains, you know, versus the water. You know, the, the, like guy, the, guys back in the day used to think that a lot, it was reported quite a lot that if you added Deca to either D-ball or, or test cycle, at least some of the hair loss, some of the shedding of hair would actually, would actually slow down. And we know now that that Deca does convert to a weaker DHT that competes with your real DHT. So that might make some sense why a lot of guys liked adding the, the Deca in because they, they thought it'd make him lose less hair. But I mean, it, it fucks with your dick. You know, that same hormone that's competing with, with the heavier androgens that the scalp is also going to do that um, around your pee pee. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the whole thing with Deca was that it wasn't supposed to be suppressive, but it's, it's more suppressive. I, 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 I'm not a fan of DECA. I, I tried it a few times. I, I don't think it's, I think there are better drugs. You know, I think some, there's some steroids that if you add them in in a, in a small enough dose, they'll have some, some of the benefits you want, like maybe slowing down hair loss, like maybe in the case of Trembolone, making the way everything else you're taking works even better, but you don't need a lot of it. Like I think DECA, if you only did a hundred, maybe 200 megs a week, that's it for your total cycle. I think it'll give you some of the benefits of, of slowing down hair loss a little bit, 
I think Decca is a great size drug. What was that? I think Decca is a great size drug. You'll get, you blow up on Decca, no doubt about it. You know, some of these steroids that have a lot of side effects, I think guys just just go over. You might, you know, Decca, you might only need to pump 100, 200 megs a week. And it's not going to build up until about week four four anyway. It'll still kill your dick. Yeah, but yeah, we four will kill you. Take it really quick. So why why are you taking it? Yeah, take the yeah. stuff. Well, yeah. what, what, what we found obviously, and I think you you were around for this, is that if you if you this is if you start if you started taking testosterone at twice the amount of the Deca, it'll keep you from from getting that Deca dick, and you can still add Deca to your cycle. Okay, so you're taking 400 milligrams of testosterone and 200 milligrams of 200, Deca. 600 mix cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why not just take 600 milligrams of testosterone? Makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. And I guess we're. Uh, you're, you're talking to a guy, me, and, and I say this over and over on the podcast. The only thing I really do nowadays is testosterone because I can get legitimate Bayer Pharmacy pharmaceutical-grade testosterone, and I do a little bit of equipoise because I can get legitimate veterinary-grade made uh, Ganabol 50. Besides that, I don't really mess with, with much of any other injectables. Right now, I'm doing a little bit Anabar for a report that I'm, that I'm writing on my experience with it. But besides that, honestly – after doing steroids now and messing with different compounds for a couple of decades, if you know what the fuck you're doing and you're dedicated, testosterone will get you there. So I definitely agree. You just need a little bit of testosterone and it'll get you most, most places you want to get to with your physique. If you're just dedicated, you give it enough time and you have everything else right. The diet, the training, you know, everything else is in order. Well, I, I've, I've said this. I, I think in a lot of ways, all steroids are pretty much testosterone. <laughs> Except for the trend, but that's another situation. Um, you got to watch out for equipoise because one thing you don't hear too much about equipoise is it really thickens the blood. It increases blood volume, but it also thickens the blood. A so lot, yeah. Too much equipoise can, can lead to problems. Um, everybody thinks it's a safe drug, but um, you know the reason it's a veterinarian drug is it was originally designed for humans but they, uh, they abandon it. And, you know, the AMA kind of knows some things. There's a reason they abandon it. And like, yeah, give it the horses. It's great. You know, you know I, I believe it was your book, Nelson, that I read. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think you, you said that, yeah, while you're on steroids, while you're on cycle, your cholesterol levels are, are fucked up. But it's not the end of the world. You know, you get off cycle, you get them right. It's not, it's not that bad. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Same thing about your, your red blood cell count. Yeah, when you're on steroids, they're going to get high. Your blood's going to get thick. It's probably not as bad as it's been made out to be. Like you can deal with it during cycle, and when you get off, it donate blood, whatever normalizes. But it's not like it's not the end of the world. It's not like it's not really all that, all that bad if you consider that it's only that way because you're using the steroids, not any other problems with steroids directly is what's causing them it's probably not as well it's not like everybody's dropping dead from it but uh, there are there are lots of factors you know uh predisposed uh, conditions age um it's just you know it's always good to be aware of what each one of these drugs do i mean you know we're not popping flintstone vitamins here i mean these are drugs and you know if you're interested in your health you want to put everything you want to put the risk to benefit ratio in your favor you know, so I'm not saying that you, so if you're going to use equipoise, don't look at it like, oh, well, that's a safe drug. So I'm going to use 600 milligrams of that on top of my, this and the other thing. You know, you want to be able to kind of balance everything out. I, I tend to lean right towards testosterone and primabolin because testosterone is natural. We have the same molecule in our body and primabolin is essentially mild and pretty much all anabolic. So if you look at the grow muscle, primabolin is a pretty clean drug. 
You know, the reason Primo is not one of the, my favorite drugs that I use now is because I personally can't confidently get a good steady supply of good human grade Primo. It's all going to be underground lab. So on that regard, I'd rather not mess with it because it is the most expensive steroid out there. So it's faked the most for one, two, it could have heavy metals if it's coming from somebody's bathtub. So it's kind of why I've, I've fallen into testosterone and EQ. They're the two that sit well with my body and the two that I can confidently get good, clean, potent, somewhere, some governing body is overseeing the lab that produces it in some regard. And well, I, how would you know that the, uh, the testosterone is clean or the equipoise doesn't have uh... Well, the best I can do is make sure that the test comes from, from a pharmacy and it's, and it's made by Bayer. And that's what I do. I get, I get Bayer sharing uh, testosterone. I get Nevito or Testovirin. And I can I can just walk into pharmacia and, and get that, and you know I'm only psycho when I'm out of the when I'm out of the states. Yeah. And the Ganable against a local company that that makes it. They make a, a lot of other 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 stuff for for cattle and for that industry, and they're trusted. You know they're a trusted company. So I, I I feel good about those because the the stuff going on now with the underground labs is, is pretty insane, bro. These guys have no oversight. Nobody checks checks them out. Some of them don't even some of them don't even request the proper certificates of analysis from their supplier when they get it. It's kind of useless to have that from a supplier anyway, because there's no way, there's no chain of custody, no way of knowing if the scoop that got tested came out of the bag that you're getting. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been, you know, it's been an issue. You know, there's some guys that are trying to do it right, but there are a lot of them out there that don't give a fuck. We don't see stuff like Debo or testosterone fake because they're so cheap. So, Primo Bowling, yes, though. Oh. Primo Bowling is expensive. So, of course, they're going to try to, you know, they're going to they're gonna try to make fakes. But, Nelson, why do you think Primo Bowling is so expensive in the first place? Was it expensive back in the 70s and 80s as it is today? Or has the price has just gone up? It was a little bit more. I think when it, it went through a period where it became very popular. That may have been a factor in the price. I don't know if the compound itself just cost a little bit more. That I'm not sure of, but uh, I, I will say this. I'm, it's very likely it still isn't that expensive. They're just charging what they can get. I right think now. it's because the FDA banned it because they, ban they did the same thing with Anavar. They banned it, and then Anavar came back. And everybody wants and then it. When it. And then when it came back, the demand was so high, the price was sky high, and it's never come down since, and people are just keep paying for it. Right. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. It's well, and in the case of Anavar, I think when people are buying 20 megs of Anavar, they're really buying 10 megs of, of Winstrom. Yeah, I mean, there's no way if you're doing underground, they fake that all the time too. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, you could you could pass off a 50-50 mix of testosterone and and masteron and tell somebody is is primo bowling, and that's if you're trying to be nice, you know. <laughs> you, you you do 50-50 masteron testosterone, and no newbie in the world is going to know the difference between that or primo. Bowling. Other than masteron, the effects will go away like 10 minutes after you stop using. Yeah, again, no no newbie would, but I mean, you're. You know, if you're in the game and you're like, wait, Primo, you know, you know exactly, even like the smell of it. Like, I, I don't know how people get fake trend. Trend changes the way my mouth tastes seconds after injection. Like, you just know. I've never done trend, so I, I, can't, I can't speak on that. Yeah, I remember, I remember you said that. You know, I'm, I was a lot, of, a lot more adventurous with my body than, than you've ever been, that's for sure. Because I, I used to bake the, the trend balloon out of the pellets, <laughs> out of the Pinaplex H pellets, so... I mean, and, and, you know, went right into the muscle with that. So way more adventurous, I think. Well, trend is almost the opposite of Primo because trend is obviously unhealthy. I mean, you're just going by the side effects. You can tell this is not really beneficial to the body. 
you look great. You know, you'll melt fat like, like, you know, like it's nothing. You'll, you'll get great gains, but it's, it's just unhealthy. So I'm, I'm not interested. I'm interested in the long run. Dude, I'm 66 years old, so I got to keep going over here, man. Come on, you're not 66. <laughs> Dude, really? Yeah. Dude, for those of you who are listening to audio, I swear Nelson looks like he's in his 30s or 40s. <laughs> <laughs> like no, that's crazy so what yeah, we're gonna talk about on the next podcast some anti-aging so, that Nelson so does. Yeah, yeah so guys um you know we're gonna want to close up the podcast with like let's give people some suggestions some actionable things they can do Nelson you ran a bunch of cycles we are familiar with it so let's say you're running a primo balling cycle right what are like some first good steps I'll start off with this so say you decide you want to try primo as, as part of what you want to add First thing, get a good source. Make sure you're getting legitimate shit. Um, are, are they? Are, is there still uh, human grade Primo from Europe making its way to to the U.S.? Uh, Steve, have you seen well, it? Sources? Well, have, have you seen it, Nelson? Steve, I'm sorry. Steve yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's yeah. making its way. Yes, yes, find yes. find yourself a good source. Make sure you get legit shit. Make sure you're not getting scammed. Look, they're even faking ampules now. So you got to make sure that you know if these are made by by Bayer sharing these amps, then the heads are going to be around the same size. The, the, the colors on them shouldn't scrape off with your fingernail. I mean, these things have to be good and you got to make sure you get, you get good legitimate stuff. That's the first, the first step. Um, second, also treat it with respect. You know, it is, it is going to have side effects as Nelson described. So have the auxiliary meds you would need on hand. But I think to start off, right. For suggestions for a primo bowling cycle, get legitimate shit and, respected have your your drugs and and everything that you would need a, a supplement to go along with the with the cycle what do you guys think i mean for what are we talking about uh, for a beginner somebody just trying it for the first time or just somebody trying either, 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 either or we can we, you can throw something for each guy well, if i were a younger man <laughs> uh i i think primable and dynaball is just an awesome snack they just go together really well you can get the, the hit, the hard hit of the Dynaball, and then you sort of top it off with the Prima Ball, and and you don't need a lot of Dynaball. I'm, I'm a, you know, I, again, I see people taking 50 mgs a day. It's crazy. I mean, 10 mgs of Dynaball, and you know, 500 mgs of Prima Ball, and if you can't grow on, if you can't make progress on that, get out of the game because you suck. Yeah, you don't have it. You don't have you it. Don't you have can't it. So, grow on that. You know, it's as simple as that. That's a simple cycle. You know, all you have to do. How long, Nelson? Well, I, I was telling Rick that the, uh, the first article that got me on the map is an article called Steroids for Health, which was the first advocation of um, short cycles. I believe if you do short cycles, you can recover quicker and you can get back on sooner and maintain your gains because the gains are slight. You, you hold on to five pounds of muscle. You train that five pounds of muscle. A couple of months later, you do another short cycle. So I'm a believer of like six weeks, which sounds really short to a lot of people. But um, that's old school. That's the way the guys did it in the old days. And it, it works. You avoid a lot of complications that way. And tell us about Oral Primo. We talked about it on a pre-show. You don't recommend it, right? It's a great idea. I, I, I love the concept of it. <laughs> um, and it's not 17-alpha alkylated, so there's no liver toxicity whatsoever. So it seems like a great idea. Acetate but... ester. It's got an acetate ester, yeah. Acetate ester. Yeah. It's not... not, not, not... So uh, it's just so damn weak. I mean, if you would need to take, let's say you have to take $30 worth of pills a day, you might as well take $30 worth. I mean, HMB does something if you took $30 a day worth of it, you know? So 
I, I just don't see the point of uh, the Earl Freeman bowling, unfortunately. You know, there was a guy asking about uh, oral, oral testosterone on the canoe, the andriol on, uh, on the forums the other day. Yeah. And yeah, some, you know, there, there's some of these steroids that are just best injected, but guys still choose to, to, to use some of the oral versions of it. There's testosterone on the canoe, the Primo, also the Winstrel. I always thought Winstrel was best just shot, boom. But guys would rather, you know, squirt the liquid into their mouth a couple of times per day instead of instead of just hitting it once a once a day. It's I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. You know, if you're scared of needles, maybe don't don't even think about steroids. I think right. What? Well, Winstrol, whether you shoot it or drink it or whatever or take a pill, it's it's still the same drug. And it's also the only drug that the veterinarian version and the human version are exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the Winstrol, when you um, when you shoot it and you uh, you put put the steroid into the muscle, the water dissipates. You get a little bit of crystallization. It takes it a little while to get out of that muscle there. When you ingest it, I mean, you're you're putting it through your digestive system. It, it can separate the fillers, put everything to the side, and get the get it into your blood system a lot quicker. So that's why guys who who did um who did the Winstrol would only shoot it. You once every 24 hours, but if you're drinking it, you know, you want to drink it a couple of times, at least, at least twice a day, maybe three, uh, really to, to get, um, to get decent level levels going. The delivery is a little different. It doesn't stay in your system that long. It's still a 17 alpha, it's still, you know, 17 AA. Yeah. Once it's in the blood system is, is in and out at the same time. It's good. You're just out a day. It, it takes it a little bit longer to trickle into the blood when you, when you encapsulate it, basically when you, when you put it into the muscle than, than it is when it's, it's going through, through the small intestine, obviously. Yeah. 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 Primo Bolin, why would you waste your money doing an, an oral acetate version of it? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see the, I, I didn't even, I mean, was, was it even clinically, really clinically effective for people that doing well, the acetate? Well, it, it, it works anabolically, but the, um, I don't know why, but for some reason, it's just uh, so weak and so ineffective. I mentioned HMB, which is kind of a joke steroid, but HMB has been shown and studied to be anabolic. It's just so slight that you're not going to see any results from it unless you take a bottle a day. It's kind of the same thing with the Prima and It's like, yeah, I guess technically it's anabolic and it works, but from my personal experience, I, I tried it. It just, it just didn't seem to do anything. And other people sort of agree with that assessment. So Nelson, with your Primo, um, I want to finish up the show though. Go over your history with Primo. Is Primo the steroid that you would recommend for someone who's looking to compete today, or do you think you know what? Sorry, sorry, but Primo's just not going to get it done if you want to compete at the high, you know, at even regional levels anymore because everyone's blasting yeah, tons yeah. of trend and tons. Exactly. So is Primo even even something that a competitor should even look at, or are they just going to be uh, at this, you know? You know, adding anything is an addition. <laughs> you know, I have a friend who, uh, I shouldn't say his name, but he just competed and uh, he got his pro card. And he likes Primo, but it's on top of everything else. So, you know, it's one of those things like it's a little added extra anabolism. But uh, these days, I mean, it's competitive bodybuilding is two things. It's, it's genetics. It's your affinity for the steroids. Some people just have more receptor sites for them. Um, go, digress a little bit. You take somebody like Dorian. You take somebody like Dave Palumbo. Look at Dave Palumbo today. He looks like kind of a normal guy. And he was like a monster. He had great affinity for the drugs. But as soon as you stop the drugs, then you got to depend on 
what you really built. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he looks good, but he's not a monster. So uh, prima bowling for a, a competitor, yeah, but these days it, it's, a, you know, you really have to be willing to be a walking science experiment to compete at the pro level. You just have to be willing to take as much of everything as you can. I did an um, uh, um, interview with Chris, Craig Titus. Remember Craig Titus, the guy's yep, yep, yep. murder and all that crazy shit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah. He said that he thought that anything over a, uh, over a gram was worthless. He said, but he took two grams because he figures the other guy's taking more and it gives me another ounce of muscle, I'm going to take that extra gram. So there you have it. I mean, that's competitive bodybuilding. That's a completely different world um, from what we're involved with, what I think most of our listeners are involved with. And anybody who really wants to be a pro, man, you better look pretty awesome right out of the gate. You know, otherwise you're, you're kidding yourself. It's a pipe dream. And yes, it also, unless, genetics, unless, genetics, both your musculature, how good you look, how, how well your body reacts to the training, to the steroids, and also you don't get sick from them. There are guys who just get fucked up sick, all kinds of stuff. Guy, you know, skin breaks out uncontrollably just, just from a little bit of steroids, a small cycle. I, I, you watch guys just do one little bottle, bottle of pro hormones and their nipples will be lactating. So, yeah. you, know, you know, that guy is never going to be able to run a couple of grams of testosterone per week because he's just not. His body won't handle it. It's part of, it's part of the genetic package you need to have to be at pro level. And, and you see these guys, they'll say like, well, testosterone gives me uh, bitch tits. What else do I take? I'm like, dude, if it, you know, if that's your reaction to it, don't think about competing. It's not, it's not for you. So it's, it's a different world. I, I think it's funny. I've known guys who are pros. I've spoken to a lot of big contest winners. They're not necessarily all that even knowledgeable. I mean, I think guys on message boards probably know more about the chemistry of steroids than some of these. They just take the shit and they grow. You know, it's just, uh, that's, that's their reality. I always tell next, people just to go, go to like an NFL training camp. I don't know if you follow football, but if you've ever been to like a Jets or Giants training camp where you get to sign autographs and stuff, just go up to these guys up, in person their biceps are as big as like your head i mean it's just insane how these guys are genetic freaks but they're not necessarily knowledgeable about football they don't know the x's and o's they just right. do what the coach tells them to do and they're just amazing gifted genetics um and it's the same thing in bodybuilding people don't grasp that they think for some reason they think bodybuilding is not like another professional sport they think you just take some steroids and lift weights and eat what Jay Cutler eats and they'll turn into the next. Why do you think that is? Is that just years of marketing and bullshit? Like by, you know. Well, bodybuilding went through different stages. Uh, if you all know who Vince Geronda was, I mean, the guy was just a brilliant trainer back in the 60s. He really investigated every way you could build a little extra ounce of muscle. And that's what attracted me to bodybuilding. And that's what attracted me to natural bodybuilding. So there was this sort of scientific intellectual approach to it. But the bottom line is your genetics is still going to decide how well you can do. And I think that's what's happened today. The guys who really excel at the, uh, the top level are, like you say, the genetic freaks. You know, and um, yeah, you could just fill a vial of anything and, you know, it's going to work for them. Uh, they're not necessarily, um, but it's not a secret formula. That's what a lot of these guys think. Oh, Jay Cutler did this, so therefore that's the way you get that, you know, 
to, to look like Jay Cutler. Right? It doesn't work like that. You know, so, uh, yeah, I think you use your, your knowledge and a scientific approach to take to have an advantage. But ultimately, um, your genetics will dictate things, which is why I tell everybody, if you're going to choose to use steroids, err on the side of caution. Because going over the edge, what, what's it going to get you? You're not going to be a pro. Yeah. All right, guys. So, Rick, Nelson, any final thoughts before we close up? I think we hit pretty much everything about uh, about this topic. We're going to have a next po- – we're going to keep Nelson on for our next podcast, guys. Listen to it. It's going to be number 329. And Nelson's very, very um, – I don't know what the word is. Very, uh, very excited. He's a very uh, knowledgeable guest and very – has some really good thoughts. So, we're going to definitely ask him some interesting questions on the next podcast. Anything else you want to add, Nelson, before we close this one up about Primo? Uh-huh. What, what, what's your final thoughts on Primo? You, at the end of the day, you, lo- you love it. You recommend it for normal got gym rats. Yeah, I think it's good. At the end of the day, well, I'm on uh, testosterone replacement right now, so I'm not taking anything. But I think that Primo would be a great adjunct for testosterone replacement as well. I think if you're going to do a cycle, um, it's just a nice addition, not necessarily on top of a boatload of steroids, but uh, if you want to sort of work out, if you have a gra- if you can use a gram a week of something, making the majority of that – of Prima Bowling would probably be a smart way to go. All right. Great podcast guys. Yep. Hey guys, uh, uh, just, just to close it up. So yesterday, um, Nelson and I recorded, uh, the first episode of what we hope is going to be one, uh, little weekly segment we're going to do. It's called the age of muscle. So you guys can go to the age of age of We're actually securing that URL now. And you can listen to the podcast. There's going to be a podcast for older men, guys, you know, above 40, around Nelson and, and my age. And we're going to discuss, really open up more. We, you just brought Vince Geronda up. I'm, I'm in the, I'm part of the Vince Geronda group on, on Facebook. It's got over 4,000 members. And definitely we're going to focus a lot and talk a lot about some of these old school training principles, how to stay fit and how to stay healthy and, and looking good all the way in through your 60s, 70s, and that's going to be part of the podcast. You know, I, I use these podcasts not just to bring information to you guys, but it helps me along in my own journey, in my own personal journey and, and everything that I'm going through. And I realized, hey, going into to 40 now, I'm going to be 40 next month. Fuck. Um, I need to take long-term health and long-term just, just my body being solid, being bulletproof long-term. I need to take that really way more serious. And that needs to be... You know, I do regret starting steroids so early on. I, I do regret certain cycles that I shouldn't have done, didn't, didn't keep the muscle from it, spent a bunch of cash, and probably hurt myself in ways that I might not know for how long, if, you know, how bad it'll be. So doing this, this, this uh, segment with Nelson every week is going to help me, hopefully help you guys out there. Stay motivated. Stay mindful that we need to stay healthy, body and mind. Going into old age, this is when, this is when the ailments begin to hit you. This is when people get on, on medication. This is when you stop doing certain activities that, that you enjoy doing. This, you know, at 40, going to 50, to 60, they're really, you know, this, this is the age where you have to take care of yourself and you can't experiment with your body as much as you used to. And you, even in the gym, you have to just slow those reps down more. I notice my joints hurt more when, when, I, when I try to bust out reps, you know, really fast. The way I did, you know, my, my wrestling days, MMA days, you just bum, bum, bust out low weights and got to move slower now. So 
that's going to be a whole journey we're going to go on. Focus of the podcast is going to be fitness, drugs, love, everything for 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 older men and how to and how to keep that going. So I'm hoping it'll doing the podcast every week will keep you guys that listen uh, motivated, informed, and it'll keep myself and Nelson also on the path. Make sure that we uh you know make it's, it's a part of our of our personal uh our journey. So so yeah, guys, uh, the age of muscle. Old school training principles, small doses of really healthy, conscious older men. We're going to stay off these fucking medications. Uh, we're just going to stay off all of this Lipitor and all this shit. We're going to deal with it with diet, uh, you know, clarity of mind and, and good daily habits so we can stay strong and healthy into, into our old age. Uh, close up with, with a little joke uh, I got from my, um, from my doctor. I, uh, I, you know, I'm turning 30 years old and, I, and I'm, with my doctor at the office and I'm like, you know, doc, fuck, you know, I was looking through some pictures yesterday. I, I look nothing like I did when I was 20. These last 10 years have been hard. And he goes, you know, Rick, don't worry about it. You're about to get into the easy part because when you turn 40, you're going to look pretty much a lot like you look now that you're 30. And you're not going to change much from 30 to 40, to be honest. He says, but get ready because going from 40 to 50, that's a different fucking story. <laughs> that's fucking rough. So um, that's the jump that I'm taking in my, my life now, going from 40 to 50 and, and hopefully uh, doing these podcasts and staying connected to the people, staying connected to the guys that are hitting the gym and are still chasing their goals and, and, and chasing that, that better, the best physique that they can get. Hopefully uh, this will keep me and, and a lot of people motivated. So that's it. Theageofmuscle.com, guys. Check it out um, and uh, you'll get there. All right, guys, so we're going to head to 329. We're going to keep Nelson for the next podcast. So, guys, listen to that one. That should be out in a few days for Steve Smee, Rick, and Nelson. Another episode of Evolutionary Radio, number 328. This is the one we just did. We'll talk to you guys in a few days. See you then. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, Nelson. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. There you go, guys. A full hour and change all about Primo Ball and Depot. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, join us again next week for episode number 46. It'll be a good one. You'll see.